0: This morning I want to talk to you about I Choose Peace. Um, When I think about this message, I have to think about the Father's love for you and for me and for all of us. You know, God so loved the world that He gave His only begotten Son. That whoever believes in Him should not perish but have everlasting life, right? Amen? When you think about how much your Father loves you, the Father cares for you. Uh, In Peter, in 1 Peter 5, 7, he says... Casting all your care on Him, for He cares for you. John says, the Father Himself loves you. When we get the understanding that the Father loves us as much as He loves Jesus, that'll revolutionize your life. That'll change the way that you see yourself. So we know that Jesus, on Calvary's cross, He was wounded for our transgressions. And He was bruised for our iniquities. And it goes on to say that the chastisement or the punishment needful to obtain peace and well-being for us was upon Him. And then it goes on to say and by His wounds we have been healed. So that's a, I mean, that's a complete package there. Spirit, soul, and body. Amen? So He is literally the bishop of our souls. He's overseen. He is the caretaker of our souls. And He wants us To live, I mean, in glorious peace. And so peace then is a choice. It's available, but we need to every day then make the choice, I'm going to choose peace over worry. I'm going to choose peace over fear. I'm going to choose peace over any and all anxiety. Amen? Amen? So this choice begins by knowing how much that my Father and that your Father actually cares for us. Amen? In uh, John 16 and verse 33, uh, of course, I'm just going to look at the first part of the, this verse. Jesus said this, I have told you these things that in me you might have, what kind of peace? Perfect peace. And notice what the next word says, and confidence. See, when we have a perfect peace, then we can have confidence. Confidence. And then he reminds us, Now in the world, you're going to have tribulation. In the world, there's going to be some trouble. In the world, there's going to be some challenges. But then he went on to say, Be a good cheer, for I've overcome the world. Now here's the good news. Not only did he overcome the world, but you and I are not of this world. We're living in this world, but we're not of this world. We are in the kingdom of God. And if you look very carefully... Uh, at verses in Romans chapter 14 and verse 17, and I'll just quote it to you today. It says, For the kingdom of God is not meat and drink, but the kingdom of God is righteousness and peace and joy in the Holy Ghost. So this kingdom that you are in is a kingdom of peace. Amen. Oh, I like it, don't you? I like where we're heading today. Amen. Amen. I feel like James Brown. I feel good. So when we should be all upset, Jesus surrounds us with a peace that passes all understanding. When others are freaking out, we can be calm because our trust is in God. Amen? So number one, know the Father's love for you. Number two, do some casting do some casting now we quoted it to you but let's take a look at it in first peter chapter five and notice with me in verse seven. 1 peter chapter five and verse seven casting the whole of your care amen that means every one of them every one of your cares all your anxieties and all your worries if you cast the whole of your care all of your anxieties, and all of your worries, all of your concerns, once and for all on Him, that means you don't have them anymore. Amen? Amen? Amen. For He cares for you affectionately and cares about you watchfully. Praise the Lord, casting all your cares on Him. And then look at Psalms 55 and verse 22. We did a series called Sustained here, uh, oh, maybe a couple of years ago. But in Psalms 55, verse 22, it says, Cast thy burden upon your wife. No? No? Cast your burden upon the Lord. The Lord can handle them. Your wife can't. Your husband can't. Now notice when we do that, And he will sustain us. He will sustain us. The Amplified says, Cast your burden on the Lord, releasing the weight of it. So releasing the weight of it is the opposite of holding on to it. Right? And He will sustain you. Still another translation says, cast your burden on the Lord and He will support you. Amen. So when, you're, when you are sustained by Him and when you are supported by Him, you're in good shape. Really good shape. The word sustain simply means to keep, to nourish, to feed, to provide, to guide, to hold, and of course, to sustain. Amen. I'm thankful for His sustaining power. I would not be here this morning if the Lord had not sustained me. And many times throughout my life, I've had to remind myself of His care for me. Many times in the arena of physical challenges or even financial challenges in the church, I've had to remind myself, I've had to rehearse again and again what the Word of God says to me. And I know that you found out that to be true in your life. What if we didn't have the Word? What if we didn't have God? Oh, it would be a dark life. There would be no sustaining power. There would be no support. But I'm here to tell you that thank God you are upheld by the glorious word of his power. He's watching over your life and he loves you more than you'll ever realize. Amen. Amen? Amen. So number one, know the father's love for you. Number two, cast your care over on the Lord. Let's practice that right now. Let's just, let's just do this. Just lift your hands up and say, "Heavenly heavenly father. I thank you. Then you care for me. And you don't want me to have any concerns. No worries. No fears. No anxieties. So I cast the whole of my care. All my worries. All my concerns. Into your capable hands today. In the name of Jesus. I just go like this. Woo! Glory. Amen. So here, here's the answer then to the, the uh, counter-attack. The answer to the counterattack is, I don't have a care. I refuse to fear. I refuse to worry about that. Amen? Glory to God. So, number three then, as we're choosing peace, we must know His love. We must cast our cares on Him. But number three then is pray about the situations in life instead of worrying about them pray about them instead of trying to figure it out. Now a great verse for that is Philippians the fourth chapter and uh, we notice here in uh, verse six of Philippians four, he said there be careful for how much? Be careful for nothing. Uh, The Amplified says you don't need to turn it up there. Do not fret or have any anxiety about anything. Right? So that is a, a, a scripture that goes along with 1 Peter chapter 5, verse 7. Be careful for nothing. Well, Pastor Mark, if I'm not going to worry about it, what am I going to do? Well, you need to pray about it. Need to pray about it. Thank God we serve a prayer answering God. Matter of fact, he said, call unto me and I will answer you. Hallelujah. Now notice, be careful for nothing, but instead of worrying about it in everything... By prayer and supplication. With thanksgiving, let your requests be made known unto God. Amen. So go to the Father in the name of Jesus about your financial need. Go to the Father in the name of Jesus about your loved ones. Go to the Father in the name of Jesus about your physical challenges. Amen. But in everything, in everything, by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, do what? Let your requests be made known unto God. Now, notice the next verse. Here's what happens when you do that. And you need to add some thanksgiving with your prayers. A a, a few months ago, I believe the Lord spoke clearly to us and said, Thanksgiving is the door for more. Amen. Amen? Amen? Now notice what happens as a result of you being a doer of God's word. And the peace of God. And the peace of God, which passeth all understanding, it'll keep your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. Now, I love the amplified version of that verse. It says this, And the peace of God, which passeth all understanding, which transcends all understanding, shall garrison and mount guard over your hearts and mine in Christ Jesus. Amen. So then, once you have done this, then you need to understand there is the posture of staying in peace or maintaining peace that you have received by casting your cares over on the Lord. And there will always be a counterattack. One thing we could say about the devil is that he is a persistent cuss. But not only is he a persistent cuss, he is a defeated cuss. Amen. Amen. He may be a formidable foe, but he is a defeated foe. Jesus defeated him. He spoiled him. He stripped him. He paralyzed him. Is that right? right. Amen. And in doing so, he delivered you. He delivered you from what? He delivered you and me from the power of darkness and translated us into the glorious kingdom of his dear son. Hallelujah. So now once you've done those things, it says, and God's peace shall be yours. And God's peace shall be yours. The peace of God that passeth all understanding shall be yours. So then understand the counterattack is coming. Anybody know what I'm talking about? Okay. Okay. Now, notice with me in Mark chapter 4 and verse 19. Mark the 4th chapter in the 19th verse. And, uh, you know, Jesus taught his disciples, On the sower sows the word. On the sower sows the word. And uh, I think we'll just go ahead and start in verse 14. We have a little time to do that. Mark chapter 4 and uh, verse 14. You can keep that verse up there because that's where we're heading. In Mark chapter 4, verse 14, I'll just read this to you. Is that all right? Well, if it's not, I'm going to do it anyway. The sower soweth the word. And these are they by the wayside where the word is sown. But when they have heard, Satan comes three months from now. No, he comes immediately to take away the word that was sown in their hearts. Next verse. And these are they likewise which are sown on stony ground. Who, when they have heard the word, immediately receive it with gladness, right? But they have no root in themselves. And so endure only for a short period of time. Afterward, when affliction or persecution arises for what? Evidently, the enemy wants to steal the word out of your heart because he knows what the word will do in your heart and in your mouth and when you act on it. And so, these things come for the Word's sake. And immediately, people get offended because of that. Don't be offended just because the enemy comes to attack you. These things are common to man. Amen? Every one of us have been attacked. Every one of us know that there is spiritual warfare, right? Well, he's coming After the word, because he knows that the word will make a huge difference in our lives. The word means that you will either win or lose depending on you keeping it. Say it with me. I'm going to keep the word. All right. And these are they which are sown among thorns, such as hear the word. Notice now that every one of them heard the word. The subject of the parable of the sower is the word. Everyone has heard the word. And these are they, verse 18, which are sown among thorns, such as hear the word, and the cares of this world, and the deceitfulness of riches, and the lusts of other things, enter in and choke the word, and cause the word of God to become Unfruitful. Now, none of us want the word to be unfruitful in our lives, right? So in order for us to be fruitful and to bring forth fruit that glorifies God, some 30, some 60, some 100, in order for us to do that, once we have cast our care on the Lord, we've got to keep that door closed. Amen. We've got to shut that door and keep the door of our soul, of our mind closed. Close to the attacks that we know they're going to come. Right? Now notice in John 14. John the 14th chapter. Notice this in verse 1. Say it with me, I choose peace. I choose. Amen. Peace of God will always prevail in your life. John 14:1. Now this is the master speaking. Here's what Jesus said to us. Let not your heart be what? Let not your heart be troubled. The mere fact that he says, don't let your heart be troubled, means that trouble is going to come. Okay? But just because trouble comes, does not mean that you and I need to be troubled. Jesus gave us the enablement, the power, and the grace to let not our heart and our mind to be troubled. Notice with me the rest of the verse. He says, you believe in God. How many of you believe in God here? And he says, believe also in me. Now notice these two words, let not. Everyone say let not two times. Say it one more time. Let not. not. So if my heart is troubled... If my mind is going haywire because of fear, if I'm displaying an unsound mind and making decisions based on fear in life and walking around with my knees knocking, it's because I let it. If your heart is troubled, it's your choice. It's because you allowed it. Yeah, but the doctor's report. Yeah, but the kids. Yeah, but Wall Street. Yeah, but immigration. Yeah, but, yeah, but you need to get rid of all those buts. Because understand this in this world, there's always going to be that junk, there's always going to be that stuff. So you need to make the choice whether you're going to let it bother you or you're going to let the peace of God rule in your heart as an umpire. Say it, and they all, come on, say it real strong. I choose peace. I choose peace, I choose peace, I choose peace. I choose peace. See, it's a choice. Yes, yes, it is. Come on. It's a choice. God's giving you the power to choose. Now look at John chapter 14. And notice with we mean, in verse 27. Verse 27 says this peace. I leave you. My own peace. Woo, I like that. My own peace I now give and bequeath to you. In other words, it's yours for the receiving. Now, he goes on to say, Now this peace that I bequeath to you, this peace that I give to you, is not as the world gives. Oh, hallelujah. This peace that Jesus gives is not found in a bottle. This peace that Jesus gives is not found at the local cannabis club. This peace that Jesus gives it is not found in relationships. This peace that he gives, hallelujah, it's not as the world gives. Oh, aren't you glad? I almost killed myself in search of peace. It was either this or it was that or this or it was that. I was on a search. Why? Because there was an empty void in my heart. There was this emptiness and I was on a search looking for something that would fill the void. It about killed me. It put me in a treatment center at age 23 years old. It about sent me to hell. But oh, thank God, one day I heard the Prince of Peace bring me the good news that he has a peace, hallelujah, that it's outside of this world, a peace that no man can give. And when Jesus comes into your heart, he gives you that peace. And if you will let it dominate you and you will let it rule you, you will be the safest of the safe in an unsaved world. You will be the most stable people in God's creation in this earth in the midst of instability. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. 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 Woo, glory. Amen. I'm happy about it today. Amen. Peace. Peace. Peace wonderful peace. It's not as the world gives, give I unto you. Now here again he says, do not let your hearts be troubled. Don't let them be afraid. Most people do not believe that they can stop fear and stop worry and not let their heart be troubled. Most Christians... Don't believe that. But I do. I do too. And how many of you do? I do. I believe it. Don't let your heart be troubled. Don't let them be afraid. Stop allowing yourself to be agitated and disturbed. Listen, friends, the more you talk about the problem, the more you give place to the problem. The more you talk about how frustrated you are, the more frustrated you will become. The more agitated you are, the less peace you will have. Stop allowing yourself to be agitated and disturbed and do not permit yourselves to be fearful and intimidated and cowardly and unsettled. Don't permit it. Remember this, that Jesus gave you the power to bind those things. He said, whatever you bind on earth is bound in heaven. Whatever you permit on earth is what I permit in heaven. You have authority over those ungodly thoughts that come to the city of your soul. You have authority. You have dominion. You are not going under you are the head and not the tail. You are above and not beneath. Oh, hallelujah. You're not going to die of one of Satan's stinking diseases. You're going to live long. You're going to live strong because Jesus is your healer. Amen. You're not going to end up. Glory to God, losing your mind because you have the mind of Christ. You have a sound mind. So what we need to do is what we do on our computers. We push the delete button. Yeah. Yeah. See, you are and we are the gatekeepers of our heart and mind. Absolutely. Yeah. We decide what comes in and what goes out. You decide what you're going to allow. So pressures, and cares are going to come. Thoughts of feelings and worry and anxiety are going to come. They are very real. Listen to me this morning. How many of you give me a few more minutes? 5, 10, 15, 20. Thank you. But here's the thing. Just because it comes on you doesn't mean you have to let them in on you and against you is not, all, is not at all the same as in you. I mean, just because it might be 90 degrees on your roof doesn't mean it has to be 90 degrees in your kitchen. Maybe that's not a bit good illustration. Let's try a different one. Just because the wind may be blowing against your house doesn't mean it has to be blowing in your kitchen. It can be totally different on the inside than on the outside. And all Jesus is saying to us today is choose me. Choose peace. Don't let it in. Think about this. Worry is a form of meditation. Isn't Now, if you look at the word meditate, it means to ponder, to think on, to dwell on, and there's other definitions. But worry is a form of meditation. We could say this that worry is meditating on lies. Who is the father of lies? For every lie he brings on the other end of that lie is the reciprocal, which is the truth. So worry is meditating on the lies of the enemy. Right? But you and I can meditate on the truths of God's word. Amen? Amen? Now, notice what Jesus said in Matthew 6, verse 31. Matthew 6, 31. Jesus said, Take therefore no thought saying. Here's how many people take the thoughts of the evil one and of the enemy as they begin to say and to rehearse what he's bringing to their mind. For example, sickness and disease. Worry, worry, worry. Oh, this pain. Oh, this diagnosis. Worry, worry, worry. Don't take that thought. Take God's thoughts. What are God's thoughts about your healing? Does anyone know what the Word says concerning your healing? I'll tell you what the Bible says. It says, Himself took your infirmities and bore your sicknesses. Amen? So take God's thoughts rather than the enemy's thoughts. Don't say what the enemy is telling you. Say what God has told you. Same thing is true with lack. Lack brings stress, 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 stress if people think on it and talk about what they don't have. Don't ever talk about what you don't have and what you can't do. Talk about what you do have and what you can do. Amen? And meditate on that. Just switch over. Replace those fear-filled, worry-filled thoughts with God's faith-filled, amen, Amen. world-overcoming thoughts. In other words, when lack comes to your soul and you're tempted to worry about it, go over to verses like Psalm 23. Psalm 23. I mean, the first verse will cause your heart to get happy. Psalm 23 says this, The Lord... The Lord is what? The Lord is my shepherd. That means he's looking out for me. That means I'm the sheep of his pasture. And a good shepherd always takes care of his sheep. Hallelujah. So the Lord is my shepherd. And what does the rest of the verse say? I I shall not want. In other words, because the Lord is your shepherd, you shall not lack. Say this with me with one hand up in the Lord and say this together. Because the Lord is my shepherd, I do not lack. I shall not want. I shall not want for finances. I shall not want for strength. I shall not want for joy. For the joy of the Lord is my strength. I shall not want in any area of my life. See, it's just replacing. It's just replacing. By verbalizing and saying what God said. Say the same things. Amen? Then look quickly over to Isaiah 26 and verse 3. You're the gatekeeper. I want you to see that. I want you to get that. Isaiah 26 verse 3 says this. Thou wilt keep him in what kind of peace? So remember Jesus said that in me you'll have perfect peace, okay? But then Isaiah says, here's how you stay there. I will keep him in perfect peace, but the condition is this, if you will keep your mind stayed on me. Is what we do with our mind important? Is what we meditate on important? One way, not the only way, that I keep my mind on the Lord by the grace of God all day long is I just rehearse what His names are. A lot of times I'll just be praising God and I'll say, Lord, I thank you that you are Sid canoe. You are my righteousness. Amen? See, the enemy would like to bring a sense of inferiority into our lives a sense of insecurity into our lives. And what that does is that robs us of perfect peace. But God is saying, if you will keep your mind on this one truth, that you are the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus, it will keep you out of insecurities. It will keep you out of that arena. Amen. 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 So what I do oftentimes is say, Lord, I thank you that you are Jehovah Raha. You are my shepherd. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Therefore, I do not want. And this is a big one that we need to be saying all day, every day. Thank you, Lord, that you are Jehovah Rapha. You are the Lord that what? You are the Lord that healeth me. You are my healer. Now notice again, he will keep you in perfect peace. Is anyone interested in being kept? Is anyone interested in being sustained? I mean, making it all the way to the finish line. I mean, doing everything that God's called you to do and even more and being fully satisfied that at the end of your life saying, well, glory to God, it's over with. It's time to go home to be with the Lord. Is anyone interested in that? Oh, I am. He'll keep us. He'll keep you. He'll keep your family. He can keep this nation. When we keep our mind stayed on him. But we need to be aware of the fact that there's going to be buku distractions. Distractions. And here's what Jesus, or here's what the book of Hebrews said. And I just want to look at the first phrase of Hebrews chapter 12, verse 2. Looking away. This will help you and keep you from being distracted. Looking away Away from everything that would distract us to who? To Jesus. So we must ask ourselves, and I ask myself this on a regular basis, what are we looking at? Because what we look at, we give place to. I'm going to say that again. What we look at What we think about, we give place to. And Ephesians says, Don't give the enemy any place. Give place to God's Word. Let the Word of Christ dwell in you richly. Looking away from everything that would distract unto Jesus. Looking into the perfect law of liberty will liberate you. Staying in the word and continuing in the word will continually keep you free. Amen. The last scripture I want to look at is Second Corinthians chapter 3, verse 18. Amen? How many of you know there can be storms in our lives, but we don't have to let the storm in us? 2 Corinthians 3.18 says this, And all of us with unveiled face, because we continue to behold in the Word of God as in a mirror the glory of the Lord. Say it with me, What I behold behold. is what I will become. So behold in the Word of God as in a mirror the glory of the Lord, and you will be constantly transformed into His very own image in ever-increasing splendor. And here's what we're going to do. We're going to go from one degree of glory to the next. Anybody interested in coming up higher? Amen. Glory to God. You know, Brendan and I've been in ministry for 40 years. I'm looking forward to at least another 20. Might as well. but I'm not looking, I'm not looking at burning out. I'm looking at burning on. I'm not looking at retiring. I'm looking at refiring. But the only way I'm going to be able to do that is choosing peace every day of my life and continuing to look into the Word of God as in a mirror and constantly being changed, constantly be transfigured. Does anybody have a desire to change in their life? Does, is anybody aware of some changes that God wants to do in you? It all starts with the Word. Anything and everything that is unlike Jesus in our life can be changed by the transformation of the Word and by the Spirit of the living God. Let's pray. Father, in the name of Jesus, I thank you for this great word we've heard this morning. Thank you, Father, that we can choose your peace in Jesus' name. Say it me, Lord Jesus, I believe in my heart that you died for my sins, that you were raised from the dead on my behalf. I declare this morning that Jesus Christ is my Lord and is my Savior. Every day of my life, I will choose peace. Thank you, Master. Your word is working mightily in me. In Jesus' name. Amen.